Hey, welcome back to Mixed Up, a podcast about interracial dating, marriage, and raising mixed race kids. Man, I have thought about recording this podcast for a few days now, and so many times I'm just, I just wasn't ready. Like, I have had more thoughts to process things have been changing on a daily basis and you know even yesterday I was kind of making excuses for why not to record um but here I am I think I'm I think I'm finally ready so just so much has happened in 2020 it is unbelievable it is like we are living in a horror film um we just couldn't have imagined what would happen this year. I think everybody thought, you know, at the end of 2019, oh, thank God, it's over. 2020 is our year. Um, and, you know, it's been dreadful, basically, um, <laughs> to say the least. But um, I think specifically, you know, in the last two weeks, um, it's been especially hard and uh you know I think everybody's kind of at the end of their mental ropes so to speak um but today it is almost it's about a week and a half since George Floyd was murdered by a Minneapolis police officer and um I just want to talk about you know kind of how that unfolded for us as a couple and as a family with our extended family, um, how we've handled it, you know, with our kids and then kind of, you know, what, what can we do next? Um, you know, going forward. Um, so when, when it first happened, when I first saw this video and, the, the outrage that exists right now hadn't quite unfolded yet. Um, of course, I was devastated to see another black body being killed and broadcasted to the world. Um, and sadly, it had it become normal to a certain extent at this point. Um, We've seen it so much over the last 10 years and so much outcry over it. And honestly, no real change has happened. And um, I had a lot of initial feelings. I think I saw, I was mad. I was upset. I was sad. I was devastated seeing what was happening to this man. And at the same time, I was seeing tons of people online in my circle at least um you know white people posting about it and saying you know this is not okay um and I was a little surprised to see that I think I saw I got a peek of that when Ahmaud Aubrey was killed um last month um and people started you know talking about that and using the I run with mod kind of hashtag and and that you know kind of died down pretty quickly um people got it was almost trendy and 
So when they started talking about George, I was kind of irritated. Like, oh, okay, here's another kind of like bandwagon posting that they're against police brutality and they stand with, you know, the black community. They're going to be done with it in two or three days. Um, and that didn't happen. <laughs> People kept posting about it. It has been nonstop, 24-7 by everybody I know that I've seen and I have a pretty diverse group of people that I follow and that follow me through social media um, about George Floyd and the police brutality and how, you know, the inequalities in this country are not acceptable. Um, and, And so, you know, I continue to see people posting about you know them their own selves like trying to learn and asking questions and sharing resources and I think you know my feelings started to evolve over the period of like four or five days where I'm seeing okay people are this is not really dying down like people I think are maybe seeing the light um and in addition to that you know I had my own feelings about my own family, my own kids, who I have, I have two young mixed race, you know, black sons. Um, They're two and a half and one and a half. And, you know, just heartbroken for them, sad, you know, worried about my husband's safety, ultimately, because he's seen as more of a threat obviously than they are they're not seen as a threat quite yet um and so just a lot of stress around that um you know worried for them period thinking about how people view them and what we're gonna have to deal with in the future with our kids and you know what I have to think about with my husband now um and then you know just thinking about like how are we gonna protect ourselves and you know, build up our own family to (laughs) be safe, ultimately. Um, And so, you know, I've just had quite a bit of time to process at this point, and so much is still changing, you know. People are still out in the streets at this point protesting, and it's not stopped on social media, nor should it. Um, And... I think one thing that did happen for me that kind of like was a change, a turning point, if you will, was on maybe it was Sunday evening or Monday morning. I can't quite remember. I was kind of irritated. I was still in that like irritated space about, you know, white people not having this education or this understanding when it's been so in our faces it's so obvious, it's so apparent, you know, um, at least to me, and I've been trying in my own small ways for the last at least 10 to 12 to 15 years, um, you know, trying to talk to people and get people to kind of understand and, um, you know, just listen and 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 believe what is going on um and in the past I've gotten pretty irritated in some conversations that I've had with 
with white people, especially people that are close to me and that know me and that know my husband and, and know that I have a lot of black friends and they just kind of don't want to listen to me or they always want a second guess thing. And I've, I've been irritated and I've been defensive. And on Monday morning, I just thought, you know what? I can't, I can't be defensive any longer. I can't have like an attitude. I can have, um, I can be passionate and I can feel very strongly and I can use strong language and I can be, um, you know, defensive to a certain extent for people of color, but I can't be so negative that it turns them off from having a conversation with me. Um, as a white person, I need to be, I am a, I'm a resource to people and I should feel proud that I have this information that I can share and that I can actually help people like go from A to B or A to Z maybe. Um, it's not my job to completely convert anybody, but um, I do see it as a responsibility that I'm privileged to have to have this information and understanding and life experience to help other people kind of see into this world and to have more understanding. And honestly, I'm really grateful that people actually want to talk about it now. Um, I've seen people and I've had people reach out to me that have been incredibly like vulnerable in saying, hey, you know, I recognize that I have this inside of me, this prejudice, this racism or whatever it might be, however they might describe it. And I've probably done things, I know I've done things to hurt other people of color or maybe I've said things that have made you uncomfortable or your husband uncomfortable and I recognize that now I'm sorry and you know I'm here to learn and I want to be better and I want to change (sighs) sorry um which you know really put it on my heart to be like wow people people do want to change and I need to I'm here I'm here to help um you know um and so like we've a lot of people have been saying and like I'm saying right now you know black people understand this they they've been dealing with it they've known this history it's well known to them they live it every single day as white people who maybe know it or have a glimpse into it or have a beginning of an understanding um it's our job to help other white people along the people that are willing to learn and want to understand so that was kind of a turning point for me where I changed my attitude and my feeling I'm still devastated over you know what's happening but at the same time I'm like okay we can we can move forward because people want to learn Um, and that's what feels different about this situation. And, you know, what else is different is that, I mean, there's rioting in the streets across the whole country. There's literally riots and protests in every single state in the United States, including across the world, in Paris, in London, in other, in other countries. Um, it's like the world has just decided to open their eyes all at the same time and say we're not going to take this shit anymore (laughs) and 
it's incredible to see. Um, and there's actually a quote that I that I saw that I really liked that I want to read. And, you know, a lot of <laughs> it comes from this. A lot of people have been posting, can we cancel 2020? 2020 is canceled. I hate 2020, you know, like let's skip through 2020, whatever. So this quote is by Leslie Dwight. She says, what if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awaking us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change. Declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. Um, that's, I I just have to get emotional about that like I can't help myself talking about this topic um it's so freaking hard that change has to be so hard but over the last however many years I don't even want to date it but there's just been an incredible tremendous painful build-up for so many people in this country um, around race specifically. Um, and then add on top of that, you know, in 2020, we go into quarantine because of coronavirus. So much unknown, so much fear about it. Um, some people angry, you know, but, but despite how you feel about it, we're still like, we've been stuck in our houses. We've been isolated from each other, from the world, um there's been that takes a huge psychological effect on people and I think that happening in conjunction with the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor and then George Floyd we just reached an absolute boiling point people just cannot we can't take it anymore we're not going to stand for um this kind of treatment of other human beings and I think it's a wonderful thing is the change that had to happen that way. I don't know, Um, but it's happening and I, we're all a part of it, whether we want to be or not. And now we, you know, you just kind of have to choose where you want, what side you're going to be on, how you're going to receive it, um, what kind of action you're going to take, how you're going to talk to your kids you know, how you're going to move through this through with your spouse, especially if you're in an interracial relationship. Um, I know Bernard and I are talking about it every single day, every day. I mean, we talk about race every day anyway. It comes up every day. That's part of being in an interracial relationship. I think it's a healthy part. Um, and now, you know, we've talked about our pain every single day and our views and opinions and politics and and all that um and you know another thing that I said we would talk touch on is you know how we talk to our kids about it and right now our kids are are too little to talk about what happened to George Floyd um 
like I said, they're, they're two and a half and one and a half. So there's no real conversation for us to have right now about, you know, what happened. They don't know what's going on. Um, however, I did, I did watch a video. Um, if you're familiar with, uh, belief in fatherhood, he has a, a YouTube channel, um, where he documents like his family life and, and mostly, you know, about his fatherhood to his four black children. And he did a video with his two oldest kids. I think they're like seven and six, maybe. Um, and him and his wife sat his kids down separately, um, you know, had two different conversations with each kid, you know, based on their age and appropriateness. And they talked to their kids about race and how people were going to perceive them based on the color of their skin. This was the first time they'd ever talked to their kids about people perceiving them as bad because of what they look like. Um, and Yvette and Glenn, that's the husband and wife, they always talk to their kids about, you know, their blackness and how beautiful it is and to be proud of who they are and their hair and their skin color and their culture. And it's really beautiful. Um, but in this one really raw moment, they talk to their kids about, you know, essentially what other people don't think is beautiful about them. And um, they addressed kind of how to protect yourself, you know, as a child, you know, against other people and why you have to be safe to a certain extent and, um, you know, not trust people right away because people look at you differently. Um, and that video, I mean, I cried through the whole thing pretty much, not sobbing, you know, but I had tears, um, because kind of as Glenn explained it was you can just see like the innocence of them kind of draining away like this piece of them that's so innocent of their understanding of who they are just leaving and them trying to really process like what is wait what does this mean you know people see me a certain type of way um and it was difficult to watch, but I'm so glad that they shared it um, because it is something that you need to talk to your kids about, that we will talk to our kids about when they're at an age-appropriate you know, point in their life. Um, it's absolutely going to be a discussion that we have because um, it's just the reality and they need to know and they deserve to know and they deserve to understand you know how to protect themselves um and their dad especially will be extremely instrumental in those conversations because he's lived it um for 30 plus years so uh i encourage you to watch that video of belief i'll share the link in in the uh the show notes so you can go watch it if you want to um and you know check out their whole channel it's it's really good um but uh, for now, you know, what we do with our kids, like just something that I do consistently and my husband does is we every day, you know, we find a way to give them like positive affirmations about who they are, not just about, you know, 
who they are as a person, but about who they are as African-Americans. Um, you know, little things, we talk about hair, we talk about, you know, how beautiful their curls are. And, um, you know, I talk to them about, you know, taking care of themselves. You know, we put lotion on our skin every day to keep, you know, beautiful brown skin nice and soft and um, just things like that where I'm just reiterating the beauty of of their physical appearance. Um, in addition to, you know, we have positive affirmations about being a leader, about being smart, about being strong, about being helpful, um, all those kind of things to kind of build them up as, as people, um, who have confidence and, you know, a sense of self-worth. So I think, you know, with all this, the next the next question you look at like after you know we're going we're going day by day really at this point in the year um but it's like what's next what am I supposed to do next as a white person I'm not asking black people you know if I'm not if I'm going to a protest or I'm not going to a protest or you know when this situation kind of like dies down um what do I keep doing? And I think there's a couple things that are key to keep doing. The first thing that's important to do, first and foremost, is to confront your own truth. Really sit with yourself and be honest and real with yourself about what you think, what you believe, what prejudices you might have, um, even as far as, you know, thinking about things that you could have done or said that maybe were insensitive or racist, um, and, you know, looking at your family, looking at your history, just be honest with the reality of your whiteness and what whiteness has gotten you and how it's shaped how you think and who you are. Um, Side note, put a pin in the word whiteness because that's a whole nother episode of whiteness as a social construct, but I'm not going to go there right now. Um, But the color of your skin and, you know, the ancestry that you have, that we all have as white Americans especially, um, you know, what is it? how has it shaped you? Um, how is it shaping you today? You know, and just be real about that. I know it's, that's extremely difficult, um, to do. I have to, I do it all the time. I think about, I, I have thoughts and feelings about people of different races and colors, and I have to confront my own prejudices still to this day. Um, you know, things that I know are not right, but white supremacy as a structure in this country still can brainwash me. (laughs) Um, and I have to check my privilege all the time. Um, and so I think, you know, sitting with yourself, really checking it and then continuing to check it on a daily basis is important. Um, 
I think after that, the key thing is to listen to people of color. And when I say listen, I mean shut up. I mean really listen to what they're saying. Don't come up with reasons why it's not that way. Don't, um, you know, candy coat it, sugar coat it. Don't make an excuse. Don't try and come up with an alternate story to what their experience is or what they're telling you. Listen to what they're saying and take it as truth, facts. This is their experience and you don't know better. Um, It's not about you. This is the truth for this black individual or this person of color or people of color in this country. Um, I spent so many years uh, writing off or, you know, like I said, sugarcoating stories or experiences that my husband had. He would tell me, oh, you know, such and such, they did this to me or they said this thing to me today. And I would say, well, maybe they just meant it this way because maybe they thought this and then this happened and then no I that's don't do that just don't do it it doesn't matter what matters is what he experienced me writing it off is just putting my white lens onto his experience and we have to be done with doing that to black people and people of color so listening is a major major key um just take it in and ask questions ask good questions not questions to rebuttal ask more questions to discover how they felt what happened next have they ever had that experience before you know what other kinds of experience did they have um Ask more questions to gain understanding. Seek for understanding, not to explain away something. Um, And in addition to that, you know, talk to white people too. Um, This is not, I'm saying, you know, when you talk to people of color, this is when somebody's open to talking to you. You do not need to approach a black person and start asking them questions about their experiences so they can explain racism to you. Don't do that either, okay? You can have these conversations with people you know that are open to talking to you about it, but the internet's a great wealth of information, okay? Um, you've got that at your disposal. Um, you can listen on the internet as well. Um, and then, you know, when you, if you know people, the white people in your life who uh, are more conscious of these types of issues that are in interrelational relationships or they have people of color that are their close friends you know kind of talk to those people um and try to work together with them because like I said this is an issue that that white people we kind of need to figure it out um and figure out where we can help and where we can grow together so that we can all help move people forward um and then from there you'll you will you'll learn a lot just by listening um and there's there's also like I said there's a wealth of resources you can read books there's tons of books with this information in them I have myself have read 
plenty of books over the years. Um, you know, all you have to do is kind of know history. Uh, and you can understand how we got to where we got. Um, unfortunately, you know, most history books that we are taught from are from a European-centric view. So a white point of view. Um, that again has, you know, sugar-coated, essentially, what took place in this country to get to where we are. Um, so I encourage you to, like, seek out different resources, you know, that are written by Black authors or, um, you know, are going to give you a different slant than, you know, your textbook that you read in high school or, or middle school. Um, um I can link some more books in the show notes here. Um, I will warn you, they are like all sold out right now because everybody's buying them, um, which is a great sign because people are willing to spend money to learn how to be an anti-racist. So I'm all about that. Um, And then, you know, there's lots of things you can do too. You know, research good groups to donate money to, um, how to volunteer, sign petitions, etc., um, you know, you've probably seen a lot of that on, on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Um, Sean King is a good person to follow, S-H-A-U-N-K-I-N-G, uh, on Instagram. He's got a huge platform. Um, he's a great activist and has a lot of good action items of things you can do. Um, you can also, you know, contact your local, uh, government, write them a letter ask them about their policies, um, tell them the kind of change you want to see in your, in your local community, um, things like that. You have a voice, you have a lot of power, and there's a lot of options of ways to action on this. Um, and speaking of action, don't underestimate um, the power of talking, of talking and having conversations you know, over time with different people, um, the people that are willing to learn and, and listen and also do and want to see change. Um, you know, if there's millions or even thousands, hundreds of thousands of, you know, white people talking and having these discussions and moving things forward, we will definitely see change happen. Um, So anyway, I just want to encourage you to do that. If you want to reach out to me, I am more than willing to talk and learn together with you. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at Vanilla Jelly and just DM me and we can chat. Um, I would love that. All right, you guys, please take care of yourselves. Take a mental health day if you need it. But please don't check out of the issues. Um, Stay engaged and help each other because we need each other right now more than ever.